What is up, everybody? We are rolling audio here today on episode 15 of The Hottest Show. I want to thank you so, so much for tuning in, hitting that play button. Hope you are having an absolutely awesome, awesome weekend so far. I hope you had an awesome St. Paddy's Day. Hopefully the uh, festivities continued into the weekend a little bit for you, uh, but hopefully you're not feeling too hungover on this Sunday morning here. So, what's going on? Well, I got to thank everybody because uh, episode 14 of The Harder Show was um, kind of a cool episode. Um, I talked about a bunch of local bands and uh, the feedback has been amazing for it. The support, the sharing, everything like that, it, it, it's really been overwhelming. I, I figured it might be kind of a cool topic and I figured it'd be a popular episode, but uh, I didn't think it, it would quit quite the reaction it did. Um, all the bands I mentioned, they all shared it and everything, and I appreciate that show so much. Thank you guys all so, so much for doing that. Um, Y'all know who you are. Um, it's been such an amazing thing. Got a few new uh, fans out of it and listeners for the podcast, so thank you guys so, so much. I did that podcast for, for the bands. I didn't do that to get uh, more followers or anything, but... It never hurts when, uh, you know, stuff like that happens. So I am so, so grateful. Thank you guys so, so much. It's just awesome. I'm just over the moon about it. So I figured um, kind of continuing on with the topic of music and bands, um, figured I'd talk about something that is, uh, well, it's a pretty big deal for me. <laughs> um, and that is me talking about gear and guitars now. If I was going to sit here and talk about just music gear and things like that in general, this would be a three-parter. So what I figured I'd do today for fun is uh, talk about my guitars, my past guitars, how many guitars I've had, the guitars I currently have, the ones that got away, you know. I just figured that may be something kind of fun to do. I always loved talking guitars with customers at the shop, and whenever I hang out with someone... Usually at some point, guitars gets brought up in conversation. So I figured this might be something kind of fun to do. And um, I have had quite a few guitars uh, for someone of my age. Um, slowed down a lot the last few years, uh, last five years or so. But um, at one point, from the time I was about, I'd say, 16 to uh, say 18 or 19, I had a lot of guitars. <laughs> so figured this could be something kind of fun. Obviously, this is strictly a music kind of gear related episodes so for anyone who is not into that kind of thing i appreciate you listening so so much obviously and if you it's kind of an entertaining thing for me to talk about some of the stories of acquiring these guitars and stuff but uh this is more for the gear head so let's dive into it so starting off my guitar journey um i started to play guitar well i started trying to play guitar when i was in grade six um i had a uh my teacher, awesome, awesome guy by the name of Mr. Jack, um, awesome dude. If anyone knows him, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, he was a he's a musician, um, and he kind of was doing like a he played piano and guitar, and so he was kind of teaching some of the students how to play guitar. I think he was doing a piece of piano as well. I can't recall, but um, definitely guitar. And I was like, oh, like, I want to learn how to play guitar. 
So I went home and I begged my parents and begged my parents to buy me a guitar. And they knew it was a phase thing, you know, but uh, they went out and bought me a little, uh, little three-quarter size one. I don't recall the brand or anything, but it was just a little three-quarter size one. And um, I just didn't pick it up. I just sucked. Um, so after that semester, after that year went, uh, that summer I didn't pick it up once. Um, heading into grade seven, they, I think they sold it and I was like, oh, okay, well that's the end of that. I'm not meant to be a guitar player. Um, so fast forward a, a few years later in, uh, grade nine, I meet my good friend, Mr. Brandon Bowden. Um, I had my, uh, hanging out episode with him a couple episodes ago. You guys go back and listen to that. If you want to hear uh, about kind of our journeys and our stories and adventures together and so forth, but, um, my guitar playing journey did start with him. I think I talked about it in podcast, in his podcast, but just quickly tell the story again. Basically, Brandon played guitar, and when me and him started hanging out, we were both music, big music guys, of course. Um, now, I didn't take music in high school, which was just, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life. I try not to have any, but the one regret I do have is that I never took music in high school. And don't ask why, I will get into that in another podcast. Hanging out with him, went into his house and I saw his guitars and he's sitting there playing and I'm like, oh man, the guy used to play and I'm sitting there trying to pick around and stuff. And I didn't know shit, <laughs> but uh, I just went, man, like, I want to play guitar again. I want to form a band, you know? So I went home that night and said to my mom, I said, I want to play guitar and She's like, we already tried this and you didn't do it. And I'm like, oh, but then they're like, seriously, seriously, I want to do it. I want to do it. And I begged them and begged them and begged them and begged them and begged them for months and months to buy me a guitar. And finally, that Christmas, uh, I don't remember exactly what Christmas it was, but um, they bought me a, it was a Zeller's Special, <laughs> um, a uh, Ashbury acoustic guitar. And I still have that guitar to this day. I'm looking at it right now, actually. It's a uh, just kind of a basic steel string acoustic guitar, natural finish. Uh, really nice tone to it, actually. Um, the Ashbury stuff. Um, near the end, they kind of got crappy. <laughs> but uh, this one in particular was really, really nice. Um, a couple of my buddies who know the guitar, they've played it and they go, wow, like this is a Zeller's guitar. Like This is really nice. And I'm they're always really surprised. I'm like, yeah, it's just a Zeller's guitar, you know, but it's awesome. So really good stuff. If anyone's ever looking for a cheap starter, uh, the Ashbury stuff is wicked. So I played the crap out of that guitar. Um, I still play it once in a blue moon too. I've got it strung up with some nice strings in that and I'll pick it up just to kind of for nostalgia's sake. Um, it was the guitar I kind of, you know, cut my teeth on, If you know, so it's uh, definitely a big sentimental value for that guitar. And as time went on, I started kind of picking around a little bit. And actually, um, I didn't have a tuner for the guitar. So it was always out of tune. And I would try and learn songs. And my parents would be like, oh, that's so good, you know. And it wasn't until I got a tuner that um, I learned how to tune the guitar. And then I'm sitting there one night. I think I was playing like Ender Sandman. And uh, I think my dad was walking down the hall. And he's like, I recognize that. That's that's the Metallica song, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. Like, you can actually play that thing. Because <laughs> it sounded like crap whenever I'd try and play anything because it was out of tune. So it's kind of funny there. Um, 
I saw stuff like that happen all the time at the shop too. It always would break my heart. I'd see a kid trying to play something on his guitar or something, or if it was a guitar he picked up and it's out of tune or something. Like, there's nothing worse. So I always tried to help kids out with that. But um, so after playing, I want to say it was a couple months, a few months, um, I decided to go out with some birthday money and uh, buy a brand new acoustic guitar because apparently I thought I needed one. Because <laughs> um, my guitar wasn't good enough for me anymore. You know, I needed to upgrade. So I went out and I bought a legendary guitar. Okay. This guitar has been around. This guitar has seen some shit with me. Um, and this that is my trusty Beaver Creek acoustic guitar. Um, 101 series. Uh, very basic. Kind of got, got a uh, blue and black f- kind of sunburst fade finish. Such an awesome guitar. The neck on it's like perfect for me. I love the neck on it. Just a cheap, cheap guitar, but uh, it sings. I love the guitar. Anytime someone hears it, they're like, man, like any BB Creek I've ever played before sounds like crap, but yours sounds really good. And I'm like, eh, you know, <laughs> they're. Uh, Mine's special. I've never played another BB Creek like mine. I don't know what it is about it. I mean, I've always taken really good care of it for the most part. Um, it's got a lot of dings and hits. And unfortunately, uh, quite a few years ago, before I knew a lot about humidity and stuff like that, it did get a few surface cracks. So that kind of sucks. But um, I take exceptionally good care of it now because it was uh, has major similar value to me. So I take very good care of that guitar. But um, anyone who knows me, uh, who knew me in high school especially, they know that guitar. Uh, Lane, as I affectionately call him. Um, it was the guitar I brought to sc- high school every day. And it's my guitar I bring like anywhere, anytime I need to bring a guitar. It's always usually there in some capacity. So got a uh, pickup and, pick installed in it. So now I can uh, plug it in whenever I want and everything. And it's just, uh, it's a wicked guitar. I love that guitar to death. The um, episode six of the Harder Show, the uh, Talking Bands episode, um, the couple uh, little ditties I did talking about the riffs and that, the guitar I was using was my BB Creek, actually, so just kind of a funny little uh, little timbit there. But uh, So, eventually, I was playing and playing, and I was getting to be okay, I was learning a few chords, and I went, well, I need an electric guitar. I mean, don't get me wrong, acoustic guitar is really cool, but I need distortion, and I need be able to play solos and everything i mean come on i'm a guitar god so i needed a strat so i decided i'm gonna find me that strat every great guitar player has a strat you know um i think everyone when they start out guitar playing or at some point in their guitar playing journey want a strat um which is hilarious because i'm not a strat guy anymore but that is what it is but um so i needed to find myself a strat but it had to be a blue strat. Okay, folks? If it wasn't a blue strat, I didn't care. Okay? So I started looking around for one. My parents were not buying me any more guitars for a while. Um, so I was like, oh, i got to find one used. And I'm looking around, and there was a guy I was kind of acquaintances with in high school who had one. Um, just a cheap squire. Uh, and I was like, oh, cool, you know? And so he said, yeah, man, I got the Squire, and I got this cheap amp with it. It was a, I think it was a Behringer amp. He's like, yeah, like I'll sell it to you for like 80 bucks." I was like, oh, absolutely, brother. You know, that's a good price. So I go and buy it off him. 
take it home, plug it into the amp, turn it on, and it sounds like shit. <laughs> Which is hilarious. It just sounded like crap. It was nothing to do with the guitar or anything. It was just, you know, I didn't... I figured there wouldn't be much difference between playing acoustic and electric. And there is a little bit. You know, I was just pressing on the strings really hard. And my acoustic guitars originally had medium gauge strings on them. Um, so... I'm playing the Strat with nine gauges on it, extremely light strings, and uh, oh, I just couldn't play the thing worth a flying shit. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Um, I was getting really mad, and it was going out of tune really easily, which is normal for more cheaper guitars. Um, and the amp just sounded like crap. I had a really small speaker that I think was actually blown. Um, and I was like, oh, like what the hell? What the hell? And I'm trying and trying, and Right around this time was the time I started uh, kind of jamming with uh, Quarter Stone, my uh, quote-unquote high school band. Uh, you can go back and listen to Brandon's episode if you want to hear all about that, if you missed it. But um, I remember going over to my buddy's house, uh, my buddy Garrett, and um, I went over with my and I was all excited to have my electric guitar and my amp so I could jam with him while he played drums. And then uh, the amp, it was a little, probably a little five water. And um, I'm playing along with him and he can't hear shit because <laughs> he's playing the drum set and I'm playing a little five watt amp. And the guitar was so badly out of tune and I couldn't get it to stay in tune no matter what I did. And, you know, now knowing that what I do about guitars, the tremolo was lifted. So the springs needed to be tightened. Like it was, the springs were off tension. So no matter what I did, that freaking guitar was not going to stay in tune. <laughs> so, and I remember just like, he was like, man, that sounds like crap. And a bunch of my other buddies were there and they all had like nicer new guitars, you know. And I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. And I was all pissed off. And I was like, that's it. I don't play electric guitar anymore. And I uh, didn't play electric guitar for a little while. I sold that guitar um, actually to the sister of the guy I bought it from. So, that's kind of hilarious, actually, when you think about it. And so time went on, played, uh, got a little bit better guitar, and then um, I decided I wanted to play guitar again because I'm just too good to not play electric guitar. <laughs> so I um, went out with my buddy Brandon. We we're looking around music stores and looking around and looking around, and uh, we go to Law McQuaid first. And my first experience at Law McQuaid was horrible. Um, so we decided to check out Walter's music, which was in the Oslo Center. Anyone who knows that store knows how awesome the guys were. And, um, I went in there and, um, actually it's also where I bought my Beaver Creek. Actually, I forgot to mention that. Um, and the guy who helped me was the guy who helped me with my electric. So, but, um, I went in there and looking around and looking around and, uh, there was two guitars. One was a J. Tercer Flying V, and then there was a J. Tercer Explorer. And I was in love. <laughs> you know, I was like, what kind of body style are those? And, you know, so I'm sitting there looking at them and looking at them, and I'm playing them both. And uh, I decided I was going to go with the Flying V because I, I, I just love Flying Vs. I've, I still love Flying Vs. Um, Anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get the Flying V. And then I said to my buddy Brandon, he liked the Explorer. So I was like, well, then you can buy the Explorer. We'll like match, you know. 
And he's like, yeah, sick, you know, and for our band, you know, we can match. <laughs> so, um, so I go back home and save up the money and I come back a couple weeks later and the flying V is gone. And I was heartbroken. Oh, that was my first letdown of guitars. I was just heartbroken. I was like, man, the first one that got away was that, that flying J Turcher flying V. And, um, so I went, okay. Actually, just a funny story about that Jay Dresher Flying V. Uh, fast forward a few years to me working at gigs. And um, when we opened up in Bowenville, we had a uh, Jay Dresher Flying V, the exact same style of one, <laughs> sitting in there. So um, I always thought it was funny. My buddy Brandon was like, yo, you should buy it. <laughs> so we had, a, we had a Flying V and an Explorer. So it was always just the big joke that me and him are going to buy these starter guitars. And just to say we have them, you know. But, um, so back to the story, I was at Wilson and Lee's, sorry, so I was at Walter's and I'm all bummed out because the Flying V's gone and the sales guy there, Jordan was his name, I'll never forget him, awesome guy, um, he said, well man, like, do you prefer, like, what kind of guitar playing do you prefer? I said, oh, well, like, I play rhythm. He's like, oh, like, how about, how about an Explorer? And I'm like, yeah, like, I do like the Explorer. He's like, yeah, like James Hetfield plays an Explorer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, sick. He's, like, the coolest guitar player ever, you know, being a kid. Um, not saying that James Hetfield wasn't the coolest guitar player ever. Don't get me wrong. I, I love James Hetfield to death. He's one of my favorite rhythm guys. But uh, now knowing that it was kind of a sales pitch, but it is what it is. Um, so I sit down and play the Explorer, and I go, you know what? Yeah, this is fine. And So I bought that guitar and took it home, and uh, I had that guitar for years for years and um in some capacity it was always around i think i sold to my i ended up selling it to my buddy brandon eventually um he played it for a little while and then he didn't want it and he was going to sell it and i'm like well i'll buy it back from you and um i ended up selling that on kijiji for like 50 bucks because it was just in really bad shape and needed a lot of work and i regret selling that guitar to this day there's three guitars i've sold that I like super, super regret selling. <laughs> and that was one, um, just because it was like, it was the f first real, like legit decent guitar I had, you know, um, just an awesome, awesome guitar. The J Tercer stuff is wicked. I recommend it to anyone. If you can, especially if you can pick one up cheap, really good stuff. So I had my, I had my Explorer and I'm playing around with it and stuff. And uh, about a year goes by and, um, I was at Wilson and Lee's in Oshawa one time. Awesome, awesome store. I love those guys. Um, and they had a guitar sitting there. Just a little, uh, little Hagstrom Ultra Swede. And um, the Hagstrom stuff is wicked. I love it. Uh, and I'm sitting there playing this little Hagstrom. I say little just because the body... The, it was like the you know their Swede uh, style guitar, like the Les Paul shape. But it was just a little bit small, a little bit thinner. And... Um, I really dug that guitar. It was a sick guitar. Um, definitely a little, the body's a little small for me, being a bigger guy. Uh, it's something I didn't really think about. But um, I ended up putting it on layaway like that day. I loved that guitar to death. And I'm like, oh, I need a couple guitars for my tunings, right? You know? So I ended up putting that guitar on layaway. And it was sitting there for a couple months. And then... Um, it was going to be well after Christmas that I could pay it off. So I was all bummed out about that. But I was like, ah, whatever. It'll still be there. So 
I um, Christmas morning comes that year. I come out. And I'm sitting there opening presents and stuff. And there's this big box. I'm like, what the hell is in here? And I open it up, and it was a case, a guitar case. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I open it up, and there's no guitar in it. I was just excited to have the case, to be honest with you. Like, I really was. Like, I was like, oh, like, this is, like, it was a really, it was a really nice case. And I was like, oh, like, this is probably like a $200 case. Like, I'll, I just need to go finish paying off the guitar, and this is great. And my mom and dad are laughing, and my dad gets up. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then uh, he comes back a couple minutes later, and I have my back to him. And he says, oh, see if this fits. And I turn around, and he's got the fucking guitar in his hand. And he's just smirking, and my mom's laughing. And, oh, it was just, like, it was the best. I was so, I was ecstatic. Um, I played that guitar. That day, that guitar did not leave my hands. I played that guitar all friggin' day. Um, and uh, Wicked Guitar. I love the Hagstrom stuff. Unfortunately, that guitar, I, I kind of lost touch with it. Um, I had it... Uh, I had sold it for some stupid reason. I have no idea why I did. I was a young, stupid, naive kid. Um, I regret that to this day. Um, my intentions was I was going to sell it and buy it back. Twas my intentions. And uh, unfortunately, when I sold it, someone bought it. The day I sold it, it was, you know, one of those deals where I needed like a couple hundred bucks that day for something before I got paid and I sold it and then... Went to go get it back the next day and it was gone. So that that sucked ass. I uh, I really 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 wish I had that guitar now. So kind of crappy, but uh, is how it goes sometimes in the guitar world, you know. So another couple months went by. I was uh, getting more into the band thing and everything. And uh, during this time, I became absolutely obsessed with PRS guitars. Um, I still love their stuff. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with them anymore. But um, at this point, I was like, I was literally completely obsessed with them. Like, ask any of my buddies. I was just uh, PRS this and PRS that. And so uh, one day we are in hands-on music in Bowenville. Awesome store, great guys. Um, and I walk in, I'm looking around, and they have this friggin' PRS SE semi-hollow. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the semi-hollow, basically, it's the regular solid body. But then there's a little cut out of it, um, kind of like an F-hole. But uh, it wasn't like an F-hole. It was kind of like a kind of like a rectangular, nice cut. And so it, it did give it that somewhat semi-hollow feel, but it still was nice and chunky, you know. But um, it had uh, soap bar pickups in it. And I didn't really understand what soap bar pickups were at the time. Um, I played it. I plugged it into a really nice amp. And I was playing it, and it sounded killer. Um, I fell in love with it playing it acoustically first. Like I didn't plug it in. And I was like, I need this guitar. Like, I don't care how it sounds plugged in. This guitar is so comfortable. I need it. So I ended up uh, putting it on layaway. And uh, went back a couple months later, bought it, took it home, and realized very, very, very quickly that this guitar is not for me. Um, at the time, I was trying to play, you know, heavier rock and alternative metal and stuff like that and tune down and stuff. And with soap bar pickups, it just does not work. Soap bar pickups are awesome. I love soap bar pickups for certain 
style. If I'm playing rock or classic rock or trying to get nice, creamy, clean tones, your lead it, lead sounded awesome on the guitar, um, but it was so bright and punchy um, when you would tune it down. It almost sounded too, almost too bright. If that makes if that makes sense. So I was like, oh, like I really love the feel of this guitar, but it just can't do what I needed to do. So I was gonna get new pickups put in it. I took it into, uh, I think it was hands-on, and um, the guy was like, well, you, like we're going to have to write it out because regular humbuckers won't fit in it unless we get like these certain style and everything. And I was just like, ah, screw it. So I decided to, uh, I was going to sell it and try and find another PRS because I was like, I need to be a PRS guy, you know? I, I'm a, I need to, I'm going to get endorsed by PRS. It's going to be great. So <laughs> that's how I thought back then. But um, so I... Uh, Started looking around for another PRS because um, I was like, I'm sold on PRS. It's the guitars I'm going to play. I walked into Long McQuaid a few days later, actually a few weeks later, and uh, they had this awesome, awesome PRS uh, SE single cut sitting there. And um, it was just sick. Oh, it was a nice guitar. It was the um, orange tiger eye finish. Um, really sick beautiful neck humbucker pickups i plugged that thing in and it just screamed it was awesome and um so i went up to the counter and i said yeah i want to trade this which was my se the, the semi hollow in for that and now looking back it pretty much should have been a straight trade i had the receipt and everything from the store when i bought it and i bought it in another store but that was a you know 500 guitar and the SC single cut was a $500 guitar. So kind of funny that I think they ended up giving me like a, like a buck 50 for that friggin' uh, soap bar guitar. Uh, maybe a little more than that, but it was definitely 200 bucks or under. Um, so I had to pay a $200 difference or so or $300 on the uh, custom, which looking back is not cool. Uh, I, I'm just kind of realizing that now that that's, that's not cool. And I'm really pissed off at them right now, <laughs> but uh, uh, that is what it is. Um, so I end up getting the uh, single cut, take that guy home, and I loved that freaking guitar, man. That guitar was sick. It was so lightweight, um, just a wicked, wicked guitar, and um, I played the shit out of that guitar, and um, as time went on, I decided I wanted to start a just strictly metal band. So I was like, oh, like, I need like a metal guitar, you know? I sold my Explorer and by this point and everything. So I ended up um, trading uh, the, the worst trade I've ever done. And I kicked myself in the ass to this for this day. I was just naive. I didn't know what stuff was worth. Um, I had a, uh, I had just bought in the Line 6 Spider Tube, um, real tube amp. And um, I didn't really understand tube amps. I didn't understand that they were substantially louder than solid stops. So I turned it on at like one in my house and it would just shake my house. Like it was way too loud for the situation I was in. So I was like, well, I paid 400 bucks for this stupid thing. I'm going to have to get rid of it. So I'm on Kijiji one day and I see a red Jackson King V for sale. And I go, oh, that's sick, a Jackson. And thinking, you know, Jackson is the supreme metal company and everything. And uh, not that Jackson aren't nice guitars. I like Jackson's, but uh, 
in my opinion, they're not the best metal guitars, but that is what it is. Um, so I say to the guy, Hey, how much you want for it? He's like, ah, a couple hundred bucks. Good price. I'm like, ah, cool. You know? And I say, well, I have something to trade you for it. He said, yeah, sure. What is it? And, um, it was my tube amp. And, uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, sure. So me thinking, oh, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. I go and trade the guy. Yeah, Jack, his, his cheap Jackson King V. It was a cheaper one. Um, his cheap Jackson King V for my friggin' Spider tube amp. Uh, now, it did have a really nice hard shell case. And I think he threw in a couple cables. And uh, I think like, he threw in like a cheap distortion pedal or something too. I think he felt bad. Because he knew he was kind of ripping me off. But uh, he still didn't feel bad enough to not say anything. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think I would have said anything either at the time. So, did the swap. Took it home. Um, immediately tuned it to drop C. Played the crap out of it for a while. And then um, I realized very quickly that uh, I need a baritone guitar. Just because I was like, I, I need a baritone. I need to tune down lower than drop C. I was really into Stained and um, bands like that that tune down. So I was like, I need something to tune down. So I uh, went into Lon McQuaid. And uh, right around that time, Mike Mishock from Stained had just come up with a silver burst baritone. And I went, holy shit. I need that. <laughs> so I... Uh, Ended up trading in my PRS single cut for the uh, that and the, uh, the Jackson. I did kind of a trade-in on both of them um, towards the baritone. And ended up bringing that home. And um, it uh, was a friggin' monster. I friggin' loved that guitar to death. Uh, out of all the guitars I sold... I missed that one the most because it was such a wicked guitar. Just that thing was a beast. Um, ended up getting Steve uh, from Gigs Music there, the old store. Um, got him to put the, the Spurgeon locking tuners on it. And uh, that friggin' thing never went out of tune. And I tuned that thing all anywhere from full six steps down at E all the way up to drop a back down to freaking full tone down e uh drop b sometimes up to drop c then i'd tune it back down to drop b flat b standard like just all over the place with it all different sorts of different gauges strings and that thing never went out of tune the neck was always perfect on it um and uh Fortunately, I didn't make a lot of money because I was working part-time. No one's fault or anything. I just, you know, I was working one, two days a week. So I sold a bunch of gear I had. Um, and I ended up selling that guitar. It was the last guitar I had left. And I was like, I needed like 400 bucks for something. I think it was like my car payment. And I think I needed something fixed on my truck. And I was like, crap. Like, So I ended up uh, selling it to a, a older gentleman who was going to use it for uh, his studio or whatever. And the day I sold him that guitar, I mean, he was walking out, he was walking away with it. 
and I'm standing there and there's like a tear running down my face. Like I did not want to sell a guitar and financially, like I had no choice. And he turned around and he's like, he kind of looked at me and he's like, you don't want to sell this, do you? And I'm like, like, no, I don't. But I'm like, I have no choice. He's like, I get it. He says, I'll tell you what, here's my email. Here's like, here's my card. If you ever want this guitar back, give me a call, man. Like he's like, you know, I can tell you've taken care of it. He's like, I can tell you're a good guy. You just, you know, you need the money. She's like, you know, you ever want this guitar back? Give me a call. I'll, uh, and if I have no use for it at the time, he's like, I'll think maybe I'll think about selling it back to you. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you so, 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 so much. So unfortunately the story with that is, is when I called him, it was sold. Um, he gave me the number of the guy he sold it to and I chased it and he gave me the email of the guy he sold it to and I chased it through like six or seven people and ended up losing the touch with it. So unfortunately that is the last one that got away, but, uh, that I sold, but here's what it is. Still miss it. So at this point I had, um, my two acoustic guitars. I still had my, I still had my baritone, um, what I'm doing is just kind of telling the stories of what happened to the guitars as I'm talking about those guitars. So if it gets a little confusing, I apologize. But at this point in my, my guitar list here, I still did have my baritone when I purchased this next guitar. Um, so I had my two acoustics, like I said, my baritone, yeah, but I didn't have a normal electric guitar. And um, at this point with the uh, quote-unquote band or bands, um, I was like, well, I need a guitar to tune somewhat standard tuning, like half step or something. And um, I walked into Gigs Music and um, talking to Rob saying, I need something that's like really, that can do kind of like acoustic-y clean stuff as well as go heavy. And he said, you ever checked out like a fully, um, like a full semi-hollow guitar? Not a hollow body, not like the one I had before, but one that's a little bit more hollow. And I said, no. He said, well, check this out. He pulls down a Quart M800 semi-hollow. Um, and that thing was friggin' sweet. Um, two F-holes in it. Two really powerful humbuckers. Just a wicked, wicked, wicked guitar. Uh, really nice neck on it. Played like a friggin' dream. I was playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it. And it was like a... $800 guitar, you know, it wasn't uh, really nice woods and everything. And I'm playing it and going like, this is it, you know, um, I had a push pull pot as well. So for those of you who don't know, basically if you have a standard style humbucker pickup, which is more for like kind of your rock and metal and stuff. Um, and then you have your single coil pickups, which is kind of gives you more of a twangier sound. And this guitar had both of them together. So I was like, dude, like, this is perfect. And then it had a really nice sound acoustically as well. So I was like, that's it, I'll take it. And um, I think Rob knocked a couple hundred bucks off the price for me. It was an older guitar. So I got it, I got it for a steal. Um, and then uh, Steve had said he could put a piezo pickup in it for me under the bridge. And I was like, oh, sick. So it was going to be like this big project guitar that was going to be awesome. And took it home. And um, unfortunately due to financial troubles i did have to sell that guitar as well i sold it for next to nothing i remember when i sold it the guy was like this is worth like probably 600 bucks you're selling it for like 400 i was like i got no choice <laughs> so 
unfortunately, I sold that as well um, because I had bought in too many guitars and I bought in too many amps and was spending my money on stupid shit. The second that I actually needed money for real life stuff, had to sell some of my toys. So the uh, the M800 was one to go. I was left with my SE baritone and my two acoustics once again. So I was like, man, like, what am I going to do now? So a few months went by. Um, Jamie, buddy's still. And at this point, we were getting into playing our more uh, proggy stuff and a little more serious about it. So I figured, you know what? It's time for me to buy. I, I need two guitars, I, two more guitars. I need one for baritone. I need one for somewhat standard style and one for kind of in between. So I, uh, at this point, my buddy Brandon, he uh, was playing his Dean guitars. Um, he had his Dean Saltero. So I went, man, like, I need to buy a Dean guitar. And that was on Kijiji one day. And I saw a Dean VX white for $100. I met this guy and I said, sold, I'll come get it tomorrow. So me and my buddy drove up to, uh, I want to say it was Scarborough to pick it up. And went home that day and I plugged it in and it was... To this day, one of the best guitars I've ever owned. Um, I still have it. I did kind of lose touch with it for a little bit. Um, but uh, I got it back uh, last year. So pretty wicked. I'm looking at it right now. I'm really glad I have that guitar because <laughs> it is wicked. Um, really basic, cheaper guitar. But um, it has uh, upgraded pickups. So two Seymour Duncans, Duncan Distortion, and then a 59 in the neck. So I haven't really been going into a lot of detail as far as the parts of the guitars and the woods and stuff like that. Just because it, this would be a two-parter <laughs> if I did that. So I just kind of have been trying to rush through this and talk about some guitars. But um, that VX still is one of the best guitars I've ever owned and ever played. Just something about it. And I've played other Dean VXs, and they're not as good as this one. So I don't know what it is about my luck with guitars, but I seem to have good luck. So I had my one of my cool guitars. I had a matching Dean guitar with my buddy, and it was going to be my standard tune guitar. So I was like, oh, like, now I just need a guitar that's for like more like the... Basically, we played in half-step, drop C, and then a couple songs we played like baritone. So I needed a drop C guitar. And I walked in, I was looking around for all these guitars, and I started to get really bummed out. And uh, I walked into Gigs Music in Coburg, and uh, Steve was behind the counter, and he says, Ah, oh, dude, what's up? You look a little glum. And I'm like, oh, I just can't find a guitar that's right for me. Like, I'm pissed off, you know? It's, it's annoying. And he says, You ever tried the ESP stuff? And I hadn't because I was like, oh, like, they're strictly metal guitars. Like, they're for shredders and stuff. And he's like, no, no, no. So he comes over and grabs a, uh, an ESP LTD EC1000 in the vintage black finish. The famous EC1000, that famous black kind of gold satin finish. And um, I sat down and played that thing for about 20 minutes. And I was in love. I loved everything about it except the finish. I do not like sat finish guitars. I hate them. Um, so I was like, this is great, but I don't like the way it looks and feels. 
just because of the finish. So he's like, well, over in our Port Hope store, we have another one. Why don't you go check it out and go see Rob? So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go in. I walk in the door of the Coburg store, of the, sorry, the Port Hope store. And uh, Rob's on the phone, actually. He waves at me. Hey, what's up, buddy? And he says, I'll be right with you, you know. And he knew, like, at that point, I'd hung out a gig so much. He knew who I was anyway and everything. So I walk in, and I kind of look to my right on the wall. And hitting the guitar just perfectly was this these lights he had up. And this guitar looked like it was sent down from the heavens at this point, okay? It was another EC-1000 in a silver burst finish. Now, anyone who knows the guitar I'm talking about, it's my guitar. Like, it is my, as far as electric guitars are concerned. Lane is my favorite acoustic, my ultimate acoustic. And this guitar, the General, I call it, is my uh, my main electric. And um, this friggin' thing is a beast. Ebony fretboard, solid mahogany body, solid mahogany neck, EMG 81 and 60, locking ESP tuners. It just, it's a monster. I, I looked at it and I went, that's it. Because I had my baritone at the time still and I had a silver burst finish as well. So I went, my guitars are going to match. Like, holy shit, that's awesome. So I decided right then and there, that's it, I'm buying it. I plugged it in and it sounded even better than the other one did. And I went, Rob, I'll take it. So I had it on layaway for like six or seven months, which is not supposed to happen. But uh, luckily, Rob is a great dude and he knew that uh, I was going to eventually buy it. I was this money was a little tight. I don't think it was actually six or seven months. It was probably more like four. But the day I went in to buy that guitar... I was pumped. I had Steve do a really good setup on it, install strap strap locks and everything. And ever since then, that guitar has been a beast. I've never even remotely thought about selling it. Um, it's uh, been the one constant for guitars, other than my acoustic. And to this day, ESP and the LTD stuff like it's still my favorite guitars. I love their stuff. Um, I've done a lot with it over the years, as far as different strings and when i got it it was set up for standard style so i had steve put uh some heavier strings on it and to set it up for drop c and it's a monster you know um just a wicked wicked guitar the ec1000s are phenomenal freaking guitars like i i can't recommend them enough just awesome awesome stuff fast forward uh about a few months i ended up buying another um cheaper ec it was like an ec 256 aged vintage black really awesome guitar i had it for like a maybe a month um it was uh, a wicked guitar but just there was something about it i didn't like it was a, a satin finish um i just said earlier i hate satin finishes i don't know why i bought it kind of an impulse buy but um still a cool guitar but um, i highly recommend those uh those 256s, they're a great bang for your buck, but it was not for me. So I sold that pretty quick. <laughs> Fast forward a couple years, and um, I uh, met Sam and everything, and um, kind of slowed down a little bit with the music um, before I met Sam. Uh, and kind of right around the time I, I met her, 
um, I decided I wanted to try my hand at like kind of solo acoustic music. Um, so I figured I'd need a, uh, uh, an acoustic with a built-in pickup, cutaway, all that kind of shit, you know? Um, and I wanted to stick with ESP. And right around this time, they started making acoustics. So I go into Gigs Music, order myself uh, one of the uh, AC-10s, which were really awesome guitars. Um, got it. Played great. Sounded great. Had a really nice pickup. Um, still a very basic acoustic guitar for the most part. It was about a $230 guitar. But um, to me, it was wicked. <laughs> so I had that guitar for a little while. Um, unfortunately, you know, financial troubles had to sell it. Um, and after that, uh, I didn't have, I didn't have a new guitar for a long time. Um, the only guitars I had for a long, long time was, uh, my two acoustic guitars, my Beaver Creek and my Ashbury. And then my, uh, my LTD EC 1000, I sold my V I sold everything, everything. I had not barely anything left. I sold all my pedals and my, any couple amps that I had. And, um, didn't buy a new guitar for a long time. And, um, the last guitar I purchased, um, was actually somewhat recently. Um, well, I say somewhat recently, it's probably been like almost a year, <laughs> but, uh, um, guy came into uh, the store one day with a guitar I'd never seen before. It was an Ibanez, um, but it was a, uh, People who are familiar with the Ibanez, they have the SZ guitars, which are like kind of their double cutaway, almost like a um, cross between like a Les Paul and a PRS kind of deal. Um, but like really nice, chunky, good wood and everything. Um, and it was uh, like a cheap version of that, like a Geo version, um, all in black. Just, you know, kind of cool looking guitar. It was in really rough shape when he bought it in. He said, hey man, I want to get rid of this guitar. And, um, I looked at it and looked at it and I went, man, like, this is not worth my time to buy for the store. Like, it's just, I buy this thing for, you know, 50 bucks, put hundred dollars into it basically of time. And then I got to sell it for like almost 250 bucks just to make a profit, 200 bucks. Um, so I said, Hey man, you know, it's not really worth my time. He was getting ready to leave, and I was looking at it, and I, I kind of played it a little bit. The strings on it were like five or six years old. The neck was bowed to shit. One of the pickups wasn't even, like, installed. The tone was shit, pot was shot. One of the tuners was messed up, and I went, I'll take it. And I just, I handed him 50 bucks I had in my pocket, and um, I just said, so are you okay with that? He's like, oh, yeah. Like He's like, I was going to put on a GG anyway, so... I gave him 50 bucks cash and on my own time, I fixed it up. Um, it didn't need necessarily any parts, just the labor it would have cost me while I'm getting paid at the store to fix this guitar. I would have had to have sold it for more, you know, so it wasn't worth it. But for me personally to buy and fix it myself on my own time, it was well worth it. And I still have that guitar and it is awesome. It is my, um, Kind of my beater guitar in the sense of uh, I tune it all over the place and put all different types of strings on it. And, but it is wicked. It is um, just a really cool guitar. If you guys ever see these guitars kicking around, they are uh, available in a couple different colors. They didn't make them for very long. I'm not sure why. 
Um, I guess they didn't sell very well, but uh, it's the N427 is the uh, the model number for this, and it's a Geo Ibanez. And just really wicked guitar. That was the last new guitar I bought. <laughs> so um, just quickly, too, about basses. Um, I've only had three basses ever. So uh, one was a cheap Behringer bass I bought, um, figuring that I'd need to be the bass player and guitar player of my band at the same time. So uh, I bought a cheap Behringer bass that barely worked. Then after that, I had a uh, really nice Ibanez Geo SR. Um, really, really nice bass. Just, you know, black finish, really basic, but uh, wicked guitar. The um, the Ibanez like sound gear stuff, the Geo stuff is so wicked. If anyone ever needs like a cheap beater bass, you can never go wrong with those things, man. They are wicked as hell. And um, the uh, bass I have right now is a broken bass. It is just completely shot and any regular customers of the store will recognize it. Um, it is a Trabin bass, um, a Trabin Phoenix bass, uh, just the cheap version with the bolt-on neck. Really wicked bass. It's got a great neck on it. It plays great and sounds great, but the problem is the neck is warped. Um, so when we bought it, the neck was not warped. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, as we had it for a couple of years, at some point the neck did warp. Uh, we're not really sure how. The store was always humidity controlled and everything, so I don't know what the heck happened there. But uh, um, something that probably was going to happen to it after it started showing signs of warping, we weren't selling it. You know, I put it behind the counter and just went, nope, like that's it. Um, so it was kicking around. We tried to sell it for parts and just it didn't work. And it wound up uh, in the storage unit when the gigs closed. And um, last time I saw my uh, my old boss, Rob, he was sitting there at his house. And he was going to try and fix it. And he's just like, I don't have time for this. And he's just like, dude, do you want it? I was like, sure. So it's sitting here and eventually I am going to fix it. <laughs> but uh no idea when that's going to be, but um, eventually I am going to. So that's uh, those are all the guitars I've had over the course of the last few years. I did not go into amps or pedals or anything. That's probably going to have to be another podcast because I'm going to go for probably another hour if I talk about those. But um, kind of recapping on uh, the guitars I currently have, uh, just for people who may have uh, lost... Uh, lost it there because I was kind of all over the place with this. Um, I have my two trusty acoustic guitars, my uh, Ashbury and my Beaver Creek. I have my Trabin bass. I have my Dean VX. I have my Ibanez Geo N427. And then last but not least, I have my awesome ESP LTD EC1000. So, I've got a great kind of guitar boat here. <laughs> no complaints at all. Obviously, there's guitars I still want and everything, but that is what it is. Um, so just kind of ending off uh, this uh, this podcast here, talking about guitars, I figured I'd uh, tell uh, just a couple quick stories about the guitars that got away. Um, more guitars that got away. Um, one of which was a, uh, an Ibanez SZ, which... Um, Similar to the the black one I have, but it's like the nicer version of it. 
and it was a blue one and it was at law mcquade and um i really really wanted it played the crap out of it ended up going back um to put it on layaway and it was gone so that's shitty everyone all guitar players have a story like that about the guitar that got away so kind of funny how that happens but um, the next one it was uh, a doozy the most expensive guitar i've ever wanted to buy and it was a prs dragon 2 um with the dragon 2 pickups and everything like just a wicked wicked guitar it was custom 24 um oh my god that guitar was amazing whale blue finish it was perfect like perfect 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 exactly the kind of prs i wanted and um the day I was going to finance it, um, my parents said, okay, They're like we'd rather you not, obviously, but you know, you're going to anyway. <laughs> so the day I went in to go finance it, it was gone. I was pissed. It was a, it was a good deal too for the guitar. It was like a $1,500 guitar. So it was uh, really, really nice. I'm still to this day bummed about that. Um, and there was a, uh, a cheap vantage guitar that we had at the store that was um just this cheap kind of piece of crap you know and it freaking played amazing um i have no idea why to this day i don't know what it was about it that drew me to it but it was wicked and unfortunately the guitar sold when i wasn't at the store so you know, I, I was thinking about buying it, but I was like, I can't really afford it right now and everything, but it is what it is. One that got away. And um, the last one here I'm going to end this off with uh, is a doozy. There's a bit of a story to this one. Um, it's a uh, very special guitar, and the one I'm most angry about that it got away. Um, and once I tell the story, you'll understand. And this guitar, the story starts at gigs, so... Um, gigs in Bonneville, we weren't an ESP dealer the entire time we were there, but, um, it was about a, a couple, uh, couple years in, um, my first year working full time, I convinced Rob to be an ESP dealer again. Um, and one of the ones that we got in when we were sitting, kind of looking through the catalog of what we wanted, there was a, uh, it's an EC401, which is um, kind of the mid-level. It's not quite the deluxe. It's not made in Korea. Um, it was made in uh, China, I think. But um, still Willy Wicked guitar. Still a $600 guitar. You know, it had the EMGs and everything. and Really nice guitar. Um, and it had this, uh, this like, blue burst finish. Blue-black burst finish. It basically matched my... LTD I have now but it was uh it was blue instead of silver so I love my black and blue like that's uh I was in love with it and I said to him oh like it would be so sick to get that guitar and so uh come the day that we um get our shipment we're opening up all the guitar boxes and that guitar was in it and I started freaking out because I'm like you dick like he ordered it right and he's like well that way if you wanted it's here so I was like ah oh, so we had that guitar for a few months. I played it all the time. Oh my god! Any chance I got to play it, I'd sit down to tune it and I'd play it for like five or ten minutes. I'm like, oh god, you know, I got to put it back, and I kept it like super clean. I I tried to keep all the guitars clean and set up and everything as best I could, but that guitar was always pristine. <laughs> um, so 
I uh, threw around the idea of buying it for a while. And my boss said, okay, well, I'll tell you what. We'll put it on layaway, and you can basically just keep it on as long as you need to until you pay it off. And I was like, oh, like that's so awesome. So I was like, all right, it's Friday. I'm going to come in on Saturday and buy it. That was what was going to happen. Um, so Friday morning I get up and, um, I had the part-timer working at the store at the time and I called him up. I said, Hey man, I'm going to be stopping by to pick up my guitar. I had told him a couple days before about it. Right. So he's like, yeah, okay, cool. No problem. I said, keep it behind the counter. So I dilly dally a little bit. And a couple of an hour or two later, I head down to the store and guess what? The guitar is gone. He sold it in the two hours that it basically took me from when I called him to when I actually kind of stopped dilly-dallying and left. And he said, I literally sold it 15 minutes ago. I said, dude, I told you not to sell it. Did you put it behind the counter? He's like, well, yeah, but a guy wanted to play it. And, you know, the guy was like, well, I want to pay full price for it. Because there's a call, well, it's sold. And he's just like, so the guy basically convinced him to sell it to him. Because he's like, well, is it still in the system? Yeah, it's not on layaway. Well, technically, no. Then he's like, well, then sell it to me. So uh, I was not happy. I was, I was, I was pissed right off. Oh, I was so mad. I'm so mad about it to this day. <laughs> um, just because that guitar was so awesome. I wish I had it. But uh, it was one that got away, unfortunately. Um, I can laugh about it now, so it's all good. I mean, in reality, I did not need that guitar. I just wanted it, you know. So, talks a good thing that I didn't end up buying it because uh, financially, just didn't need it. So, funny how that goes. Um, like I said, everyone always has stories of ones that got away and everything. So, I would love to hear your guys' stories about uh, guitars that got away or bases or gear that got away i always love hearing stories like that i always love love talking gear i'll talk about lots of different stuff on the podcast but deep down in my heart music is like one of my number one passions so i always love talking music i love talking gear anytime you guys want to talk gear shoot me a message shoot me a tweet you know shoot me an email you can always email me um anything like that comment on the video right now just tell me your stories talk about ones that got away tell me about your current guitars and your rig and everything i love hearing about that kind of stuff so anytime i have musicians on the podcast uh we'll definitely talk about rigs a little bit but with that guys i'm going to uh just get ready to sign off here um hope that you guys enjoyed kind of this music themed week uh of podcasts from the harder show hope you guys enjoyed this gear talk today I know I did. Love talking to my guitars. So, like I said, definitely remember to shoot me a message or anything like that. If you guys have anything you want to talk about gear-related, be sure to share this with all your musician buddies. They may get a kick out of it. And thank you so, so, so much again for tuning in and clicking that play button. We will catch you guys next time on The Harder Show. Thanks so much.